Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Writer's Panel. I'm Ben Blacker, the creator and moderator of the podcast. I created the show because I wanted to talk to other writers about the business and process of writing. I've had more than 500 writers on the show, so please check the archives to find more writers and more TV shows of interest to you. I'm a writer myself, having written for Supernatural, Puss in Boots, and other programs. I have a couple of cool projects out this first quarter of 2017 that I hope you'll check out. One is a Supernatural Western comic book series from Boom Publishing that I wrote with my writing partner, Ben Acker, and our friend, the TV showrunner, Andrew Miller. It's beautifully illustrated by Hannah Christensen, and the first issue is available in comic stores and online February 8th. In March comes the first book in a series of young adult novels that Acker and I wrote called Star Wars Join the Resistance. It takes place just before The Force Awakens and is about a bunch of kids who join the fight against the First Order. But mostly they have adventures, fall in love with each other, and get in trouble. I hope you'll check out both of those projects. We're very proud of how they came out. Let me know who you'd like to hear on this podcast by following me on Twitter, at Ben Blacker, like the color, only more so, liking the Writer's Panel on Facebook, and visiting writerspanel.tumblr.com. And if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Reading those reviews really provides a pick-me-up. They write, they talk, and talk about what they write. Tune in tonight, or whenever the time is right. It's the Writer's Panel with Ben Blacker, and it's starting now. Oh, yeah! I'm going to ask you guys to introduce yourselves because we are four white guys sitting in a room, and I want everyone to know what we sound like. Uh, So, Will, please introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Will Bell. uh, And tell us some of the things we may know you from. Oh wow! Uh, I, I did, it's not a stumper. Uh, it is kind of for me. Like I don't have. I don't know how much you guys are not. Uh, I I wrote. Uh, well, see now I, there's some shit I can't talk about. I wrote the first draft of Justice League. I wrote Aquaman, which I also can't talk about. Don't tell and us the then, things we don't know you from. You don't know me from that. I wrote Gangster Squad, which I hope mm. nobody knows me from. And and uh, and I uh, created the TV version of Training Day, which is why I'm here. And you did some other other TV too, right? I did. I worked. On Castle, that was like Were my you first gig. On yeah, it was. I was my first gig. Was oh, on no, Castle. Kidding. All right, well, we'll yeah. talk about that stuff. Yeah, gentlemen. Yes, uh, I'm Ben <laughs> Newmark. Uh, my brother Dan. Hello, sir. Uh, so Dan and I are have been writing for a long time, uh, but um, uh, recently, within a few years ago, started our own production company, Grandma's mm-hmm. House Entertainment, and um, launched our first comedy on IFC called Gigi Does It, mm-hmm. um, which is the weirdest show on. IFC. It is the weirdest, yes. <laughs> which is an accomplishment for IFC. Yeah, it's the weirdest <laughs> yeah, show yeah, on yeah, IFC. Awesome. Sure, uh, exactly. And uh, you know, currently we are. Um, uh, we, we have a couple shows uh, teed up at uh, one at Fox that we're, we're about to shoot, um, and uh, one at the CW, and uh, one at Pop Network. Actually, that's that we're amazing. Working mm-hmm. on uh, this past fall. Are they all shows that you guys wrote, or did you do them as production uh, entities? Both. In some cases, both. That's great. Um, so uh, for the Fox one, we co-wrote with a guy named Ricky Blit mm-hmm. um, that what we would do as a production entity. And then CW was was just us, mm-hmm. and Pop uh, was us, and we co-wrote with a guy named Connor Pritchard. Gotcha. All right, now ask your question. Okay, now I want to hear about how you guys started the production company. That's yeah. awesome. No, sure, yeah. So we, um, we, I guess it was like 11 years ago when we hadn't broken in anything, we wrote a, a script that we like started and acted and, uh, and wrote. And uh, What was that? It was called The Wilton, okay. uh, and it was based on a true story that 
my brother Ben uh, actually lived on a, it was on a house on Wilton Street between Franklin and Hollywood. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was Charlie Chaplin's old house, and it was right next door to Rudolph Valentino's old house. And, and between both homes, there were like twenty actors, musicians, writers, and stuff mm-hmm. that always lived there. Which, of course, there's a lot of drama there. Yeah, yeah, sure. And the story was one girl through sexual tension and manipulation destroyed five friendships of guys. Uh, really awesome. Light comedy. Like, like yeah. a real, everybody yeah. has yeah. that story. Everybody has that yeah. story. Um, you know, you know. So we wrote the the, the pilot based on that and shot it and, and um, ended up selling it to the CW, which is what kind of hmm. broke us into the business. And since then, um, we kind of were, were on a few overall deals. We had an overall deal at Fremantle um, when they were trying to break in, or they they are still, but breaking into the scripted you know mm-hmm. stuff, and then Seacrest. Uh, we did an overall deal with. Um, and while we were at both of those places, we were doing a lot of scripted, like with pilots and things yeah, like yeah. that. But then they also got us into doing some unscripted stuff, some like docu stuff. <laughs> oh, wow, nice. Stuff, which was really fascinating to us as well. And so when we were towards getting towards the end of our um, our deal at Seacrest, we had done a lot of scripted and a lot of unscripted too. And a, an investor approached us to start our own production company. And oh, so, that's awesome. yeah, it was awesome. And so that's we, so awesome. we, I three years ago, started our own production company, have been sort of running and going ever since. Yeah, and we do both scripted and unscripted. But this past fall has been really focused on on our scripted stuff. And um, it's been a blessing. Yeah, our, our, our business partner, Adam Bold, who, uh, who's just a phenomenal partner and has, has kind of. Um, been an amazing support and and, and partner for the yeah, past couple of years, and we're we're rocking and rolling. Yeah. I'm curious oh, to hear great. about some of the unscripted stuff and like what what does that do for you as creators? Are you getting the same satisfaction out of it? Is it a different muscle? It's a different muscle. It really is. I mean, you know, I think that the reason why we enjoy it so much is that we look at it as a, a similar art form, but also a very different art form, mm-hmm. and you get different things out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the rush of producing something where you are on the fly and have no idea what's coming at you from any way because it's real is completely different than sitting in a village watching your words come to life. Sure, Both equally sure. awesome, yeah. but like just very different. And so I think um, there are some that are far more satisfying than others, and yeah. I think that's the same situation as in scripted. You know, we there are some projects we've worked on, worked on that were like, oh, that's interesting that that morphed into a project that I don't know that I love just in the yeah, same, yeah, sure. just in the same way that that's happened yeah. to us in, in sure. Unscripted. And we've actually, um, I think, found a fun fun niche that um, that we want to continue to explore is, is that, that hybrid. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gigi was a hybrid. So we had mostly scripted scenes, but then that led us into really fun unscripted mm-hmm. moments. Same thing is happening with our Fox show um, that we're about to do is, is combining those both worlds, the worlds that we know really well, is actually become a fun thing that we're yeah. trying to, so to continue to Kind of like what there. Borat did. And yeah, I mean, to be able started. to bring that to a network, too, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. That's going to be great. And it feels like a way, you know, not to get too broad or heavy, heady about it so early, but it feels like a way that a lot of comedy is going. Uh, like, mm-hmm. we've seen this a bit in mm-hmm. cable already. For sure, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. What what do you think creators are responding to, and what do you think buyers are responding to in this kind of sort of hybrid comedy? Um, I think that uh, it's not a new way necessarily to do it, but it's just a different way uh, mm-hmm. to attack a sort of uh, mm-hmm. a comedy in 
in a genre that a lot of times things fall very much in a box. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, any time that I think anybody can present something, an idea or a point of view that attacks it in a, in a unique and different way sure. is, is exciting to people. It's exciting to us. I mm-hmm. mean, the cool thing for us about doing a hybrid is that you get the thrill of both. You get the thrill That's of so cool. the unscripted stuff mm-hmm. where you don't know what you're going to get, and you get the thrill of writing words and seeing them come to life on a screen in front of you. Like, And I think that the reason, I, I guess, hybrid is exciting for networks is... I mean, I, I don't entirely know. I know that the people get excited about it when we talk about it. Yeah. I, I think it's because it's somewhat unpredictable, but also somewhat safe mm-hmm. in the sense that it's not fully unscripted. They have no idea what they're going to get. Right. Uh, they'll have sort of a either Kerbesque outline or mm-hmm. an even further detailed script, but then there's some risk and edginess involved in not knowing what's going to Well, especially, happen. and I mean, you made a good point. You were like, wow, you know, going to a network with something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I think what what you know what they're they're all looking to do is you know there's so many places that we can now sell to and so many yeah, things right. that are that, that that people are watching now that people are just trying things. I mean, yeah. they're trying to to do different stuff that's going to make a splash. Um, and and um, Look also the, the price point. To be honest, I mean the sure. price point. Um, it's 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 a little bit cheaper than doing yeah. full blown scripted shows. But so. look at a trend this year with comedy and combining animation and live action. Mm-hmm. I mean, people right. are looking to blend genres because it's it's helping them stand out. And like you said, in a in a market that it's really difficult to be loud in. Mm-hmm. So you know, Son of Zorn and what they're doing and, and Imaginary Mary and what they're doing, like all of these different genre blending worlds, I think are helping networks go, oh, that could be a way that I could stand out a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah. you know, what what everyone's looking for is still, at base, what those shows are, what the hybrid shows are, and, and what Training Day is, which is something well, no, familiar. No, training Day's not as cool. No, no, no. <laughs> but, 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 hear me out. <laughs> something <laughs> familiar, but an unexpected, presented yeah. in an unexpected, unexpected. way. Hopefully, yeah. Right? Yeah, something that yeah. we think we know, yeah. but maybe we don't. So this was your job in taking this job, right? Is to create an unexpected take on Yeah, this, I, I mean, imagine. I looked at it, like, I, I, for me, it was a Trojan horse, right? Because mm-hmm. I couldn't, there, if I, I think if I had gone in with, what, with the truth is that I had a version of this, like, every cop show is a master apprentice, mm-hmm. right? And I'd, I'd had a version of this for a long time, sort of an idea of this guy. It was sort of, uh, He's sort of like the like Elliot Gould's, like the Marlowe and the Long Goodbye, right? He was sort of like a Rip Van Winkle type guy. You never, you never address it, but like he, he's and and um, and if I had gone in with that mm-hmm. and just said, "Hey, I'm Will Bell, and I have this great," they would have said, they, they would have been like, "Oh yeah, cool, yeah." I, they buy the script, no problem. I would have sold mm-hmm. the script, and that would have been it, right? That would have been it. So, like, I have the, you know, like, I go in and it's like, oh, Antoine comes on, then fucking Bruckheimer's on. Right. Like, forget it. Like, I, it, it could have been, by the way, anyone could have been sitting in the chair. <laughs> so, Is that true? I'm not I mean, sure. I think why, that's probably true. Why, I think I, <laughs> why are you the guy to do this job, though? I mean, there's a reason that they came to you, and there's a well, reason they that is, you they did came, it. They came to me because Antoine and I knew each other. So, they, from like back, fucking, I don't know, nine years ago or something, had like gotten together. And um, he and hit it off, and he was talking to. We talked. About, he wanted to do like a Suge Knight movie at that time. This was way before the, hmm. the NWA stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, ah, I don't know, I'm probably not the guy to do that. <laughs> and and 
And uh, but like we we just it was it sounds cliche, but it was like we were always trying to figure out mm-hmm. something to do. And then he, I think he, so that's where he came to me for for okay. this. But I, I do seriously, I think in in the case where like this stuff, you know, fucking auspices they call it, right? Mm-hmm. There's like yeah. your agents of rice telling you, sure. like that 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 was some of it. I I had this packet, this thing to hide in, sure. And then once you're in there, I could do fun, crazy stuff that I'd mm-hmm. always wanted to do. And and well, did you get to? I mean, look, there's nothing in there, I mean, other than what Paxton gives you, which is, there's a lot of unscripted great shit, but there's <laughs> not, like, it, it, it's, um, I we got away with a lot of stuff I couldn't believe that we were gonna, that there That's was, great. yeah, there was a, there was a moment where, um, the, there was a moment where we, there was one episode, it was four, where... I did a re. I did a re. We did a. I don't know. I was going to say do a re. But the um, we. I felt like we snuck some stuff past them, and they like they <laughs> feed a guy to a shark, and then they I, and they they feed a guy to a shark, and they. And he has a sword fight with a Yakuza guy. <laughs> uh-huh, and sure. then it was like he has an aluminum bat and the other the Yakuza guy has a sword. Like cops do. And it's like mm-hmm. ripped from the headline. And then <laughs> then a fucking ghost shows up at the end. Like the ghost of the guy's... Wait, what? Uh, the ghost of his partner <laughs> it shows up at the end. And like somehow... That somehow, and then after that, it was like, "Oh shit, you shouldn't have given me the keys to this." (laughs) It's like, like like I was, it's like Cameron's dad's Ferrari. So yeah, it it was in the context of like a CBS like cop show. It's like you can't undo the fact that you allowed me to do this. I can't. (laughs) Yeah, I can go further. It's like the line in Animal House where he's like, "Hey, you fucked up. You trusted us." (laughs) Now the shark has a ghost. Now the shark. Yeah. Now you can't. Now now you've you've gotten like you've taken that real estate sure right so now it's like now it's anything goes right now it's like yeah it sounds like you got to do some fun stuff though that you didn't expect you might be able to do in it i had no idea that i would and i don't even know how like i don't know if it was like people weren't completely paying attention or they didn't know right. they were paying attention but sure. they didn't they know they didn't know what it was mm-hmm. and they're like i kind of well i kind of dig it Did and you it's just, like what you said they're trying to do something different right, right? right. and and uh yeah, I mean, he's like in a. They rescue him from like the bowels of an Aztec temple mm. in the in the finale. Whoa! Like, what is this show? Torture. I don't, dude. It is. <laughs> that telling, writers' room must have been like people pitching him. Like, got it. Like, that is <laughs> like, like, yeah, yes, dude. Yes, it was Aztec yes temple. It was, so like, I'm not. I'm not. You know, like. You guys might if it's sort of. I think it might be like a cop show, a CBS cop show for people who in, never in their fucking w- w- would ever turn on a CBS cop sure. show. Yeah. Like, it, cool. it sounds like it. Yeah, very it's, cool. It's did you show. did you know what this was from the beginning? Did you know you were going to get away or get oh, to no, some of this no, stuff? No, no, never no, mind. No, get no, away no. with it. No, it was. I, I knew. Uh, I, I had a certain point. I was like, ah, you know, why don't I like? I'm here. I might as well. Like the worst thing they can do is. Kill you. You fire me. Yeah, right. or not. Like you <laughs> Warner know. Brothers will, right, they they will kill you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You guys are, I don't know if she's, but like, yeah, <laughs> and and and. Uh, but yeah, it, it was. There was a point where, like, there were a couple times we were in post. I mean, you guys know, and you like look at each other, and you're like, "Oh my god, holy shit!" Like this is like, <laughs> yeah. somebody's gonna see this. <laughs> right. Yes, it's the coolest feeling in the world. Yeah, and then you're like, "Wait, what did I do?" Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you feel at all like? 
uh, reliable. Was there a hard balance between being reliable for the brand and mm. also like creating your own voice? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, the only way, the only way to, the only way to honor the brand for me was to, was to distance myself sure. from the movie. Cause the, I mean, you're not going to get the worst thing you could have done mm-hmm. was do right. some anemic do NCIS training day and try to say that that's yeah. some no. kind of edgy, Smart. Like, forget it. Like you can't, mm-hmm. you couldn't do it. And, Smart. and so, so we went completely the other direction. Cool. So it's cool that you had the leeway to do that. That to just be able to, I, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think back on it, like I don't know. I mean, I remember, there, I remember, like a lot. You know, it was there were some arguments and stuff, but like, yeah, ultimately they were. The people at CBS were pretty supportive. That's of it. Awesome. They want to do something different. Yeah. Is the show representative of your voice? I feel like there's a lot of me in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, I, what does that entail when you look at the stuff that you have done? What can you kind of pull out and say that's that's my voice? And I'm coming to you guys with the same question. You're talking about in this in the show. Well, in general, what what do you think about, you? What is interesting to you? What do you bring to a script? What do you? Are there recurring themes? Oh, uh, that's interesting. I, I, I oh wow, I'm not smart enough to answer that question. All of these guys go about recurring themes. I don't I'm, even know. I'm either. not smart enough. <laughs> that can't be true. What, like no, sure. I mean, comedy is a different thing too because I think in many ways it is so subjective. Yes. Right, and the thing that you find funny may not be the thing that I find funny, but. I, what is the thing that you find funny? What is the stuff you guys chase? Well, we, you know, our production company is called Grandma's House Entertainment. And it's, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. it's, it's called that because Dan and I used to go to our grandma's house every Thursday night to watch Seinfeld and watch Friends. That's amazing, and yeah. that's what got us into wanting to do comedy. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't, everything we go out to do, we don't strive to be Seinfeld or friends. We'd, uh, we would be just depressed. We'd never get there. <laughs> um, but, but you know, that's what got us into wanting, at least, to try sure. and, and, and write funny stories. And I think the key is is always about what, less about, hey, how do we make this funny? And just more just about what stories do we want to tell, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, the funny will hopefully come. Um, but what kinds of lighthearted stories that we want to tell in both scripted and unscripted things that we do? It's just, for us, it's just, it's, you know, we grew up, you know, finishing each other's sentences. Sentence. Yeah, that was terrible. Oh, that was terrible. Um, it was good. Oh, yeah. Was he, good. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I think, like, like yeah. yeah, what? <laughs> uh, no, I mean... I don't know. I think I'm finding it still, to be honest. Like, yeah. I think that every time I write a new script, I look back at the last script, I'm like, God, that was shit. Like, I think that that just happens, yeah. and I'm like, oh my, like, how could I have made that choice? What? I, and I think that we probably all do that. Sure. Yeah. But I think when, what inspires us, in ter- if there's a theme for us, I guess it's finding a high concept and then doing our best within the first like 10 15 pages to get past it and ground it into just hmm. stories and relatable characters that we want to tell because to me I love building a world like I love establishing a world with rules that I can create that and whether that means rules as in like laws and it's a total <laughs> fantasy show or mm-hmm. it's rules as in it's workplace comedy and what how do people function in it sure. I just love creating new um, areas and and rules for for characters to follow and then from that 
just breaking it down into you know writing based on us and our friends. We also have the benefit where because it's comedy, I'll tell a joke. And if he doesn't laugh, that's probably a good sign that yeah. it's not right. Like right. You get that I get that immediate response. reaction, yeah. um, and, and vice versa. And then I think the other thing for us is like, I I love the freedom of not thinking about what's funny to other people. Uh, we just write what is funny to us mm-hmm. and hope that people also think it's funny because I so don't smart. I yeah. don't think you can write to yeah. other people. No. Like it just doesn't work. But what is funny to us? We enjoy writing, and then hopefully that then mm-hmm. translates. And sometimes, as we know, it does, and sometimes it gets super weird like Gigi does it. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. yeah. um, but, but that yeah. is, I mean, that's one of the benefits of working with a writing partner, I think, mm-hmm. is like you know your first audience is this person. And, and I work with a partner, too, and it's like I, I'm writing for him. Yeah. If I can entertain him, and he, we, we made the outline together, he knows what's coming, but mm-hmm. if I can entertain him, then I'm doing my job. Totally. Uh, totally. Which I would imagine, I mean, that has to be part of a writer's room job also, right? Is That's the first audience for the story, and I'll, I'll open this to all of you guys, because uh, you've all had room experience. What were those experiences like for you? Um, did you guys have a room on mm-hmm, Gigi? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And were you running it? Uh, no. no. That's no. interesting to me. We were not running. It is interesting, isn't it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, do I plead the fifth at this point? No, uh, no, we did not run run the room on that. That was um, Tim Gibbons, who mm-hmm. was an EP on Kirby Enthusiasm, sure. and, da- and David Crumholtz, who was the uh, the star of the show. Did you was and look, we we have a little distance from this. You guys have many other things going on, so feel free to sure. answer this or not. But sure. were you creating the show that you had set out to create, even though you didn't have the reins of it? I think yes and no. I mean, look, it's a give and take, right? I mean, you know, uh, uh, David Crumholtz was the star and voice mm. of 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 that show, um, and. Um, and he did, you know, he's an amazing actor, and he played that role unbelievably well. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a writer's room with somebody who actually, especially on the unscripted side, has to go out and deliver this stuff, sure. then you're dealing with, you're not just dealing with a group of writers, you're dealing with someone who actually needs to go, can I act that well? Do I like that? Is that something that I can pull off out into the field? Yeah. And that was an interesting dynamic, you know, in the room, because we're all pitching what we think is is is, yeah, is funny fun and stuff, fun right. stuff, right? right? Um, but then it, it then there's it, one vehicle. It goes there's through. one vehicle right. it goes through, and it That's was a David. Really unusual. Does dynamic. It, did you guys yeah. feel like that? Did that feel to you guys like a choke chain? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't describe it as a choke chain. I think we were all blessed to be there and sure. to be creative and to be. Um, this was all of our show. We all. We created with a couple other guys, mm-hmm. and so there were a lot of voices in that room that needed to be kind of heard and and, sure. and respected. So I wouldn't call it a choke chain, but I definitely would call it, um, you know, um, something that you typically most writers' room typically don't need Experience. to go through. Right. It's that one level that is that you know you typically, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but oh, in yeah. those writers' rooms, when it's just writers and it's not the actor who's also writing, right. it's just the writers going, does this What's work, does best? this yeah. not? Is this gonna, uh, yeah. Yeah. I would imagine, though, I mean, it is a, a different and unusual set of restrictions, but it's also sort of an opportunity to 100%. have that immediate yeah. sort of 
knowledge if this is going to work. I'm doing this or I'm not doing this. The target becomes very clear. It is, is, there are definite pros to it, too. You have the person in the room whose voice it is who makes sure that that it feels right as you know they're going to deliver it. Yeah. Uh, And then there are restrictions to it, too. Mm -hmm. So going into. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause there because yeah. I want to talk about your room experience. Uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah, I want to yeah, hear yeah. about this. Mine's more, I don't know, what do you call it, prosaic, right? It's just like well, it's, of, it's, yeah. I think, say on Castle, you had sort of a typical room experience. Yeah, on Ca- I mean, yeah, it's funny. On Castle, um, it was my first job, mm-hmm. like my first straight job, right? And I, was, and I was coming out of a very different world. And I Yeah, how did they find you? What had you been doing before? The guy, uh, I was a cop. I was a cop for like 10 years. No kidding. Guy, Where? Yeah, here. No here. way. Yeah, and I was a cop in South Central. It was like a fucking homicide detective, and I got this. So when I said, why oh. were you the guy that they hired? <laughs> right, right, right. right. Yeah. We found it. So that, yeah. Yeah, so I think we got to know, that. Like at a certain point, they never know like how much of that. Like At a certain point, like... Sure, it becomes backstory. Yeah, but, right, it's backstory. but still, like, but that's where backstory? they found it. Yeah, yeah. So this guy, Barry Shindell, who's, who's, who co-runs training day with me like mm-hmm. sort of we found each other and he was like hey I'm gonna go run the show castle you wanted to come you know and and uh, okay <laughs> met my wife there met, you know <laughs> yeah and and but I was at castle I was like uh, a weird like I it was like these guys who come out of the peace corps and then they come back and they can't like handle the how much shit you're throwing mm. away at McDonald's? Like I, <laughs> right. like I came directly from like turn my shit into my locker in oh South Central God. Los Angeles and came into ca- like you know Castle. I knew this TV right, and I was like, and what season was was Castle? one? It oh, was I didn't like, realize it was that. one. And in fact, I I had not seen the pilot. I had not read the pilot. I didn't know anything. I just trusted Barry. Mm-hmm. This dude's, you know. How uh, did you listen? This is very instructive to listeners who are maybe not in the industry and who want to be in it and are in a whole other industry. How did you even meet Barry? How did you get connected? So I wrote a book. Okay. Um, and I wrote a book called L.A. Rex. That was like, you know, like a legit thing. And then and and then. Uh, Scott Rudin optioned the book, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Hey, you got to write the screenplay." Hmm. And I was like, "I can't write the screenplay, dude. I don't know. I got this other job." And I, don't know how to do it. <laughs> and I think they thought that I maybe he thought I was, oh, he's just playing. Court. And I was like, "No, really, I don't know how to That's fucking awesome. do." It. And 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 then, uh, oh no, it has to be you. It has to be you. And, you know, he's like, mm-hmm. "It's kind of awesome that he said that." Though. He's in such yeah, crazy. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows. He's right. a dick. Everyone knows. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and then, <laughs> but I learned a lot from him. And and uh, he, so I went to the writers' store when it used to be on mm-hmm. um, in Westwood, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, I gotta get a, you know, I gotta figure out this thing." And I must have seen like such like how many guys do they walk in there and be like I'm gonna write a I want to write a screenplay what should I write I was that guy for the idiots guide to <laughs> well yeah speaking of idiot so I went to like the one that no one uses there's like everyone uses Final Draft but there's like this other one that like there's like Movie Magic do you remember that right so I got Movie Magic and so later when people turn when you turn it in they're like I don't know what format is this. <laughs> right I can't read this and you and you wait that, had you seen the screenplay. Did you know what it was? I'll tell you what I had seen like? one. I had seen one because someone got me the illustrated screenplay for Raiders of the Lost Ark oh, nice. when I was like thirteen. Mm-hmm. And the illustrations were the storyboards. 
So sure. read almost like a comic book, and I remember thinking I'm so bitching because there's a guy with a mechanical arm in the storyboard. That's right, I remember that. One of the guys, ha- one of the yep. dudes, and uh, the the um, so I knew how to do that. But sure. then when I got going, I was like, and I'm I'm it's a 300 page novel you're turning into. And by the way, no fucking perspective on anything that's good or not in the novel. I've just written the fucking novel, right? <laughs> and and. Uh, so I'm like, well, this is never all going to fit. <laughs> so I, so I great, was like, great self-awareness. I yeah. figured out. I was like, this shit is not going to. Well, it's. I'm just going to have to figure out a way to fix. So like, uh, I instead of editing, which is what I should have done, <laughs> I figured out that you there was a function where you could move the dialogue from this to this. Awesome. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It's left to right. <laughs> and. <laughs> Completely fucking right, and so when people like when the they had that blacklist thing, right? right? And so when 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 people read it, they read into it like, oh my god, choice, oh, amazing a choice that he made. It so <laughs> fucking smart, so, so fresh. He re- it reads like a graphic novel. Yeah, so like so that shit had happened, and then That's I, I Barry and I wrote a pilot together that didn't go anywhere, mm. but then he got this gig, and then I saw. So I fucking quit the job, and that's like a legi- that's a pension and yeah, lifetime medical. Deal, like right, that's yeah. a socialist paradise, right? Unless yeah. you fucking commit a felony, they can't fire you. It's yeah. like wow. It's, I mean, it's a tough job. No, yeah. but I mean, in a sense, like there's stability. Sure. And I'm like, and I was older. I was like f- almost forty. Right. And I was like, I'm gonna do, okay. I'm gonna do this. And so wow. I, and then so and I'm in my like duplex, and it was actually not far from here. It's right on like Spalding and Melrose. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was divorced, newly divorced. I got my kid, and uh, they send the disc. No download, they didn't download now. So they send the disc for the pilot of Castle. <laughs> and I almost cried. I was like, this is fucking awful. Oh. What am I, what have I done? Oh my God, this is, there's no fucking way this is ever going to air. It'll be, this is going to be a disaster. And oh, and I, what am I doing? Like so, anyhow. I mean, obviously, it turned out. You know, I think they did yeah. all right. They did all right. <laughs> but 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 uh, and also they they reshot the pilot and it oh, really? like yeah, it, it, and it really came funny. together. But but uh, so when the writers, so I came to the writers' room out of having just done that. <laughs> And I was like, oh, you fucking people. Like, I just couldn't, like, Jack Nicholson and, you know, a few good men. Like, I just can't. I was not, I was like that guy. Oh, my God. So my experience in the writer's room was that I was sort of, was not to participate in <laughs> for the first <laughs> super helpful super <laughs> helpful yeah I don't think but, but were you, you were there through the first season three seasons so then eventually clearly like, you yeah. found your way I found a way yeah um, I found a way I think this is very instructive to people like let's let's go back um, and talk about what not to do no when when you're <laughs> were you driven why were you driven to write this novel and how did you find the time oh well I mean there's some of it. Some of this, there's a. Some of it is like I've wanted to do it since I was like 13, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you right. guys know. Yeah. Right? You, you just know. You're like, yeah. oh, I gotta. It's, gotta do it's this. this. I gotta right. do it. And yeah. I and and um, I'm sure guys, people listening are like, this is it. I got it. This or bust. And uh, but not everyone acts on that, and you did. Yeah, I mean, I, I did, and I I knew that I had, wa- but I also knew that I wanted to do something. I wanted to be a cop. Like I'd always wanted to try that too. Sure. And um, and I got into it and loved doing it. Um, and I started out writing 
like a memoir and you know but i was working in like south central like in the 90s right and like but, I mean, we weren't Alonzo Harris, but, like, people would go to prison if I wrote it as, like, a nonfiction thing. Like, you can't, <laughs> right, right? right? And so, um, so I'm like, oh, I'll just make it a this crazy novel. Um, and then, uh, fuck, I don't want to, how long is this? So, anyhow. I get it, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so, the, so uh, at the time, I was married at the time, and, and to a woman who actually is in the business. I was married to a woman who, mm-hmm. who was... Uh, really talented writer, and uh, I met through who I never would have. I met a guy at a party who said, uh, and I'll call him John Smith. So I met John Smith at a party. I think I know him. Yeah, yeah right. You know, <laughs> and uh, he's like, I, I was telling some, I was talking some story, right? Mm-hmm. Telling some yeah. tough story, and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm a publisher, and I'm looking for, uh, and and. Well, I was like, well, shit. You know what? I actually have this manuscript that I just like. I don't know, I was going to show it to my sister or whatever. Like, I don't know how to... And I sent it to him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, I want to publish it. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Then you go to the place, and it's like a place in Santa Monica where he's, like, publishing, <laughs> like, poker, how two sure. books. Right, right, right. right. Oh, God, this isn't quite what I had in mind. And, and, and some, like, he was starting to get into some movie shit and, like, segueing into, hmm. like, any... And uh, he, he was starting to sort of... He was talking to producers and stuff, and it was sort of getting away from me. Hmm. And I still didn't, you know, it was, and I, so I said, hey, look, dude, I think I got to shut this down. I don't, I just don't think I want to do this. And and he's like, you don't have anything. You don't have anywhere to go. You don't have, there's nothing, there's nothing. You're blowing this up for, and I didn't. And I was like, look, I, at the very least, like, I need an agent. Because otherwise, I mean, I know, I know enough mm-hmm. to know that. So he hooks me up with a friend of his. Who's an agent? Mm-hmm. Who ends and now my book agent? Wow! Hey, <laughs> hey, this is so. Hey, this is so and so. I'm like, hey, like so. He, he's like, so John Smith told me to call you and tell me what a you know, uh, tell you what a great guy he is, and you should. I was like, okay, now you've done that, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, and uh, <laughs> but okay, now we've done that. Like now, let's talk. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, well, send me your thing. Send me, send me the manuscript. I guess I'll read it and see. I'm going. I'm flying to New York, so send it to me. The motherfucker goes to New York for the weekend, and he comes back and he's like, "Oh, hey, yeah, well, this is a, uh, this is the part where we fuck John Smith in the ass." Oh, and <laughs> he had a two book deal That's from fucking amazing. Penguin. No, oh, this is way. a real thing. It was a you real. You can do better than this. Guy. It was a real thing. He's like, "Oh no, listen, yeah." That's hilarious. Yeah, and so I was like. Are you shitting? Like I couldn't. Like it was. It was difficult to handle. And some wow, was this the first wow. thing you had written? No, I wrote a terrible novel when I was really? in college that I couldn't get any. So yeah, so right. I wrote that's a like, whole novel. I'm always telling my son that I was like, I wrote a 300 yeah, page absolutely. turd. You do that practice <laughs> novel though. You yeah, do the practice version. The practice, of practice version of everything. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just about hammering it. Yeah. hammering the same thing. Uh, and then so but through the relationships, through the relationships, I sort of in a weird, yeah. convoluted way found my way. That's yeah. wild. And I traded on it for sure. Like I traded on the of course. Oh my god. Oh yeah. No, listen. I know how I know. I got this. I have this authentic, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. I feel like it always, though, happens in a very convoluted way. Like I, everyone always sort of asks us a lot, like, "How do you break in? Like, what's the path or whatever?" And the really unfortunate answer is like, it's gonna happen in mm-hmm. a really convoluted way that you never 
I think that like just you never saw. No two stories. But you guys yeah. willed it in a way that a lot of people didn't. Right? We did. I mean, well, you, you guys, you guys are like, you guys were like, let's put on a show. But it was it. naive. It was naivete, though. It was. It was. You know, we we wrote the script. I mean, I was selling dog food at the time. I was traveling the country pitching dog food in Pet Smarts. That's yeah. amazing. Like yeah. it was crazy. And it was, was organic. It was nice. It was organic. Yeah. <laughs> high quality. High quality, high quality yeah. stuff. No chicken Listen, meal. Are you, no aren't you still doing the same thing? Yes. Yes, we are. By the way, what's really funny is to be to be honest is learning to pitch dog food to a place that has only dog food. You have to come in with something oh new and God, different yeah. whatever. And so when we go into networks, we're pitching we're selling TV. We're dog food. No, 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 we're pitching TV so to a place that only does TV. And so it actually... Help me, like with the cold opens and the sure. and now, all that uh, kind of stuff. Now that being said, I will say that <laughs> our first pitch was not as smooth as that sounds. And no. what's funny is like, so we did this. We shot this pilot ourselves, and it, you know, we put our own money in the whole thing, and we. Uh, we actually targeted. We did a big MySpace campaign when it wasn't oh all God. you know pedophiles and music, <laughs> and um, and then we hit like Beverly Hills and targeted people in suits, but like young people. We we targeted assistants and people mm-hmm. in the mailroom because we were like, smart. no boss is going to like us at all right now, and, and if. At best, they're going to force their assistant mm-hmm. at best to go. And then their assistant isn't going to love the idea of going. But if we target assistants and people in the mailroom as an opportunity uh, to come to our screening, like maybe mm-hmm. we can do it. And we got a thousand people to come. Oh Amazing. my God. It was crazy. Yeah. And uh, it was all, but it was all And like, then they have yeah. like some agency not to write. Yeah. To, yeah. To, yeah. To, and yeah. so they feel invested. Right? They, yeah. feel they feel invested. invested. Exactly. Yeah. And, but it was all smoke and mirrors. Like we got sure. like, um, I shouldn't say the brand, but we had a, a we had low, hypnotic yeah. alcohol sponsor us because so they were the only ones that oh would blue <laughs> hypnotic like going around giving All everybody models and like it was like we had uh, OCTV did an interview outside so we we're like we got press oh, like it was all this crazy smoke and mirrors thing. But what's funny but is it's smoke and mirrors until it isn't until right. Right. And what's crazy is that there was um, someone in the mailroom at CAA and a junior agent who had just got promoted to junior agent. Frank Jung was in the mailroom at, at the time, and Sean Grumman was just becoming an agent and they happen to through a connection through a flyer through this through all the above come uh, to uh, the screening and now uh, you know 11 12 years later Frank Jung who was in the mailroom at the time is our lit agent at CAA and so he found it with Sean they brought it back to CAA they packaged Mm -hmm. us up with Tommy Mattel and Jeff Bryan oh but that reminds me of the story so we they gave us one pitch at the CW and it's with Tom Sherman. So what year is this? This was two. Th- this was their first year. This was oh my god! Okay, it was CW's first year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was UPN and WB yeah, yeah. joined, and, and so, they didn't know what they were yet. And they, they didn't know, know what they were, they were yet. Comedy pitches, exactly. Yeah. And, and this was actually well, it was an hour, but it was a mm-hmm. light hour. Um, so the hours we do are always you know, light. And so we they, we go into this room if, to pitch, and it is we because we shot. The, the script and we know the whole story and we're sitting in Starbucks across the street of the pitch before, just before going in and we look at each other we're like alright well I don't do you want to start? Should I start? Oh, no. <laughs> like, and I was like, like well, no. like, it's kind of my story. Like, it happened to me, so I feel like I could just, like, start. And, and then like, yeah, if you chime start, in. I'll, like, chime in on something. So we're both talking. Because yeah. that's probably important. Uh-huh. And, like, we didn't, we just had, we had no, no idea. idea. <laughs> and so we sit in the room, and there's all of these 
suits. Suits. And it's amazing how, how no one tells you. Worse, yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody like, you told don't get prepared. We had no idea. Look, we were the lowest priority at the time. Of sure. Course. Yeah. And but that's where new writers yeah, come from. Yeah, that's where new writers are. Everybody, And yeah. so we were sitting, and we actually overhear the agents and his manager, like, turn to each other, and they're like, <laughs> have you heard it? Have you heard it? And no, like, I haven't heard it. You haven't heard it? And we were, and in my head, I'm like, I haven't heard it. What's it? I'm like, I don't even know what it is. What are they talking about? And they're like, this is a pitch. And they looked at us to start. And we're like, oh, this is the moment to start. <laughs> and so and so we literally actually said to Tom, we we're like, look, Tom, we're not going to try and fake our way through this. I have no idea what you want us to talk about right now. <laughs> that, that was our opening line. Oh we were like, God. I don't know what you want us to say. I don't know what we're supposed to say. We know everything. Uh, to a general gist. To a like, general gist, like, we knew everything about this world. Right. And we knew where the seasons we know went. Our so show. we were like, and you've seen it. So like, you ask us questions. Mm-hmm. And everyone just started yes. laughing. They all what started a laughing. Great fucking, and, oh and, my God. and the what whole room great. kind of disarmed. Sure. And so like, they had seen what you we guys, did. They knew you guys could right. They knew yeah. what the we did. The heavy lifting was done. And we had the answers. We had five seasons. Seasons mapped out because we're like, let's just have it. And yeah. so we didn't. We knew that no matter what, if we tried to actually pitch like a professional, <laughs> we weren't professional at it. Right. It was gonna fall short. So we just said like, God, so genius. Now you to guys. the people listening out there, right. that <laughs> only do works that. once. It only works right. once. That only <laughs> works once. You can't, maybe you can't go <laughs> back. How in. genius to put it on them. We didn't know about any of that. But like, well, you had no option. We had no option. Yeah, it definitely was. If it couldn't have fallen on us, that was oh for sure. And so, but the piece did speak for. Itself. Yeah, and sure. I'll just say, I mean, we surrounded product. ourselves with a Lee Tallon Krieger, who's now blown up to do amazing big films, was the mm. director of it. We had amazing actors in it. Chris D'Elia, who obviously we all know was, was had, a, had a small role in it and Paul blew James, up. Paul James goes. at the time did okay. Greek and now in, onto the path and Marshall, Marshall Allman, yeah, True like, Blood, and but Prison Break. Like lived we, together every, we all lived just, together and so everybody funny. was there oh, and they all wow. said, we'll do it. And so that kind of yeah. that that really spoke for itself. So when we walked into that room, you know, yeah. it was that was, it they was like laughed, you guys but asked. they also like they were like we get it because we've seen it. So we'll, let's go along with this yeah. fun ride. Absolutely. And, oh, wow, and then awesome. uh, yeah, you didn't awesome. have to feed information. You didn't have to set things up for. We them. didn't, and that's why we also always say like because I'm sure just like you like we get scripts sent a lot and between our own stuff it's hard it's hard to find time to really dedicate the val- the, ter- the time that you should <clears throat> to a script that's sent to you because of how much time went into it yeah. but when we get like a sizzle or a trailer and the script it's just a game changer for at least sure. for us in terms of our attention span. It's I the think. same. It's with them too. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It has to me. So that's uh, so, why. So how is your pitching now? I mean, look, you've sold a few shows. This <laughs> right. year. Yeah, you guys obviously. Do you have uh, Do you have a way to pitch, or is it project to project? Well, we're so we started off as actors, mm-hmm. and so we also and still do some acting in our own projects, and so when we um, approach a any script but also be pitching, we look at it as a performance. Mm-hmm. Like, so Which we, it is. I yeah, mean, and I think so, that's, that's a smart way to look at it. Yeah, and we write out uh, everything to a T, like a script, I'm sure, like, yeah, like so you yeah. do. Yeah. And, do you as well? Yeah, and, yeah. and we, bring in visuals and, you know, uh, or, or we attack it with optioning a property, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's always a, you know, an, uh, you know, something that you can do. I mean, look at Training Day, again, to your point from the beginning. If you had just gone in there with just a script about a cop, you know, whatever it is, but it's training day, right? It's training you packaged day, it. You packaged it's something it, that yeah. they go, boom, training day. It's, we know what we're getting. It's you know, yeah. exactly. And so that's yeah. part this of it. This might be 
standard. I don't know. I guess we'll find out if you do the same thing. But when we start our pitches, we always start with some sort of personal story. Yeah. Yeah. So I think everybody, it's always good to start with a personal story and not have it be a story because I think it's pretty easy to tell if it's a story you wedged in to try and connect the <laughs> yeah, dots. Yeah, right, right. Like, if I was telling a cop story, but, like, I remember one time I was in high school, I was arrested by a cop. Like, that doesn't work. Like, no. But, like, a story that's organic to us is where we always start that then leads us into our log line in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've thought about this. It's funny, I was thinking about this because I, my wife told me, who listens to this, like, my wife told me, I don't even know how. I don't even. I wouldn't know how to do a podcast. Should you not? He still doesn't know what a podcast. Right. Is. I know You're what doing it is. One right but now. I started to get it. Like I know it's like, like a when thing. do we she start the podcast? In her car, like she listens to the serial. He walked in here with a rotary phone. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. And and but but um, she's like, hey, yeah. There's people are going to be. It's for like people who want to be writers and want to be in the industry or whatever. Like, I, I, lie. <laughs> no one is going to check. No one fucking... To this, it's not like agree. anybody called the LAPD and said, was he really? In a, right. uh, that could have fucking lied. <laughs> yeah. could have made up anything. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. What's her name? Was a stripper, right? Like... Yeah, 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 like I, I mean, which is like you have a hustle like yeah. that. Yeah. Do, do some, like you know, b- bullshit. Right. There's nothing like... I've had guys... I had guys come in... I had guys come in on... I'm sure you guys have had guys. I had guys come in to meet on to staff... They were telling stories that were patently bullshit. <laughs> you know, they can tell stories. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough, man. Like, it's a very good but point. But there is, yeah. I mean, that is part of yes. the game, right? I mean, yeah, totally. whether you're finding a true story or you're making a story sure. work. Yeah. Where did yeah. that come from, though? Because that's in there, like, there's a CAA thing that they send mm-hmm. you. Sure. And they're like, why are you the guy? That's yeah. I don't know where that, I don't know why you need that. But you I do. don't know. Yeah. I think, I think it helps. For sure, younger writers or people trying to break in, I think it helps. I think yeah. once maybe you get to a certain level, you, uh, don't need that. you don't need that as much. Yeah. Because people are just like, oh, I know you can write almost anything. Sure. Like, what do you want to write right now? And yeah. I don't think... At least for Ben and I, we're not we're not there, so we always still tie it to uh, a story. Well, I think it's also in part, you know, to keep to keep the pitch and therefore the writer and the story grounded. Yes. I mean, I think there are a lot of writers who are are not like you guys, who are antisocial weirdos, who <laughs> would go into a room and start telling this story, mm-hmm. and it would be very hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whereas if you can ground it with something personal, or if you can bring it to something relatable yes. right off the bat. Well, the network always says, yeah, I'm sure, like, everything has been pitched. Not everything, but yeah. uh, almost everything has everything. been pitched. So it's like, okay, well, we've done the, the love story about X, Y, and Z eight right. million times, but we're going to buy this from this writer mm-hmm. because of his take, his personal experience Absolutely. or his or her whatever it is, breakup or whatever it is, right? And that's what will sep- that's why that gets bought and not the next relationship comedy that comes in because they're like, well, we've bought from that writer ten times, we know what that looks like, but this will do. This has some personal Because this has yeah, something, something interesting yeah, about it, that yeah. this writer's voice, let's give it a shot. And again, yeah. it's and something unexpected or personal. Well, yes. the Wilton... Uh, something familiar. The Wilton Hilton, sure. right, was a bunch of people living in a house. And so I even think Tom Sherman asked the question in the pitch, or somebody asked the question in the pitch, like, you screened it for a thousand people, weren't you afraid your you know, ideas get taken all the time, right? And the response is, you can have the idea. It's 12 people living in a house. Yeah. And I'm not the first person. We're not the first people to come up with that. Yeah. But <laughs> we have stories for years 
that we believe is worth something, and that's why they bought yeah. it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know? Someone's going to. Someone else can tell the story. They're not going to tell it the way I tell. Exactly. It. exactly. That's, you're that's, selling you. That's, that's why I think you start with that story because you are. You are you're selling, selling you. you. Yeah. You know? That's then, a. That's an amazing story. My God. I'm no, it's, it's, it's really cool. Just, no, it's really <laughs> cool. Crazy. I mean, it is something crazy. we hear more and more, especially in the past five or six years, that. You have to make something. Yes. You know the way the way to make things is to make. It's things. to make right. something. Like yeah. you just have to do it. And yeah. like we are writing or creating content all day, every day, mm-hmm. right. like all day, every day. And so sometimes you have a day job. Sometimes you have other things that doesn't allow that. But you do know that if you're not doing something that day. There are a lot of people that are. Yeah. And I think that's so where that sure. hustle comes in and that's where that grind comes in. It's yeah. like, I think that if you are a talented writer and you hustle hard enough, you will actually make it. That's yeah. why the thing of like, what's the path? How do I break in? It's being a good writer and hustling harder than you ever thought you had to. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And that's, I think, the difference. Like we, yeah. we put all of our eggs into one basket for three years on the Wilton. Wow. We worked on the Wilton for three years, and that was it. And every door that closed, like we just kept pounding kept because pounding. we believed in it. And I think that's why... I, there's the they path. can't stop like, you. Well, they can't stop yeah, you can't if stop you're passionate you. about yeah. it yeah. and you so actually true. have something that's worth watching and you push it hard enough for long enough, it'll get through. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the other sort of piece of this, and it, again, it comes up on the podcast, though not very often, is just perseverance, just yeah. sticking it out. I mean, it's very there's so much rejection in this yeah, business. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, how you know? You guys said it took eleven years. Uh, and it took, you know, decades before yeah, things happened. Sure. So yeah. how do you stick with it? What do you do during the dark time? Well, we strip like Diablo Cody. You know? <laughs> right. I mean, we did yeah. a lot of that, lot too. Of I that. mean, that's the idea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to do. <laughs> I, I mean, we, we uh, I know, it's funny because I was, when I was, um, I was 18, and I was like, uh, I, I, and I was like, I'm in school. I'm an English major, and I want to, I want to be a screenwriter. And like, my dad knew someone. This was like before Facebook, but he mm-hmm. like knew someone from high school that he'd like run into at his high school yeah. reunion. Those tenuous connections. Who was a screenwriter, and he was like, Hey, you're thinking of me with my kid, and like, she was, her name's Deborah Barron. She's like a professor at UCLA now, I think. Super wow. cool lady, and uh, she met with me. Like and now having a guy who's been on the other end of hmm. those meetings now, and I'm like, wow, this lady was really cool. It's really, like, <laughs> she made time and like, yeah. and um, she. I remember she said like, if you think she's like the rejection that it takes to get in. She goes. It's nothing, nothing compared, compared to the rejection once you do, oh, which is I something that came say back. Exactly. Nothing. It's really nothing. It, It'll never be it that never, good again. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying, it, you you actually get rejected more now because yeah. there's more opportunity to yeah. succeed, so you fail more. Like you totally, it is just yeah. so much of it. Yeah. So like, I mean, and then the other thing is, and then like you guys are done. I mean, you guys are a triple threat, right? Like for me at this point, it's still just this. Right. And then the rest of it is like I'm starting to sort of figure out about posts, and I'm like, gonna right. I'm gonna it's shoot shoot somebody to make them let me direct something. But like they, they uh, um, but the um, the what you guys are doing right now at home at Starbucks or whatever, like it's all it's as good as it's gonna get. It's the most fun you'll ever have, even right. once you're doing it. There's nothing that compares to the pleasure of this. Mm-hmm. Of the type I, Yeah, of the I, making the thing. I think and it's also like the thing that 
drives me is the first moment I remember when we did the Wilton and we shot it and I saw it, but then the first moment that we were in that theater and everyone sat down and it came up on the screen mm-hmm. and I heard a laugh. The, oh, that's the so laugh. true. When it, when and yeah. I was like, yeah. that's you can't it. argue with a laugh. I was like, that's, you know it's working. I was like, that's it. That's yeah. what I, I, I will not now, I will not stop. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, because there's nothing more fulfilling than your words and then being on set, like every single part of it. So like, when you're in those moments, and by the way, to his point, like those moments don't end. The moments where you're down. I mean, we're on the verge of waiting to hear back on a couple pilots that we have put blood, sweat, and tears in, and your heart is in. You can't write if your heart's not in it. And like, if it gets rejected, it's going to be crushing. It like, always it hurts. Works. Yeah. It and so works. I think that, unfortunately, that feeling where you you feel like, how do I get to that next step, and how do I get... It just never ends. It's just... Yeah, but for the are. people still trying to get that first first break in, and as far as just on the on the idea of perseverance, you know, uh, you know, we always tell, and we speak to students all the time, and we always tell the students, if, if you have a, a mental timeline of <laughs> when you need to make it, don't come out here. Yeah. Fuck it's just that's go 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 to Paris and live and spend that money that you saved all summer and <laughs> yeah. and go on a two week trip to Paris and then go do something else because there is there's no such thing it is the marathon and and when when you hit your stride is is you know I wish it was up to by us. the way yeah, I wish yeah it was and up the to other us. thing is yeah. like now we all know guys who've like made it. Mm-hmm. Made a bad movie and then, been on their ass. Yeah. yeah, then they have to go all over again. Oh, they have yeah. to be, build it up like it's 100%. like shoots and ladders, right? We know guys who went for the cookie when you're almost there and they're all the way back. Sure. Yeah, yeah. The one the, the one thing that I think helped us uh, during those times is that we had a job, whatever it was, that was in the industry that made it feel like at mm-hmm. least in some capacity. I was progressing Mm -hmm. because when you are, if we all like look at it truthfully, when you're, if you haven't broken in, like Ben was saying, and you're sitting in your office or in your bed or whatever it is for the third year in a row, writing the seventh new script that no one is really giving you the time, it gets really disheartening. So you have to be able to point to something and go, I'm progressing. I am, I'm advancing. And that's why for us, we got, jobs in the industry, even though it wasn't 100%, mm-hmm. maybe at times what we wanted to do, because we were progressing. You get the assistant job, the PA job, you're, even if it's on something that is in the genre you don't want to be doing, at least you can point to something and go, I'm making connections, I'm moving forward, closer than I was. and I'm closer than I was, yeah. and what's amazing is nine or ten years later, there are people that we met on jobs that we didn't necessarily love doing who are now the head of executives at X, Y, and Z, and it lined up ten years later. Yeah. It was a marathon to get to that ten years sure. later, yeah. but now that's where like it starts clicking. Yeah, definitely. Like the assistant job. And I didn't do it. I, I had that cat hat weird other way, but yeah. like yeah. my wife did the assistant thing. You know, mm-hmm. she was a mailroom at, at CAA, <laughs> and then like, and, and, um, you know, I have guys. I mean, there's guys in our first 13. There are two guys. One was my assistant, and and the other was the writer's assistant. Who who they they did 12 together. They were like, you know, you could see that they had it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and they and they'd put in and the they put in the time. Yeah, I, I, they put in. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't even worked on a bunch of shit. And they were like heads up, and the guy, you know, and and um, you could just you just know, like you can see yeah. some of yourself, and and um. 
uh, I so like yeah that that helps too it helps like yeah they, we didn't have a traditional route out either no. we were actors who wrote a script to try to get and then it happened right and so yeah. there's a, well there's no traditional there is no traditional no. route no. but there least, isn't but that you you're so right though it's at like, least you can point at something and feel like you're moving forward mm-hmm. and that to me still you have to hang your hat on. Because at every level, sure. you feel like you might have plateaued until you get to that next place. And the, the truth is that there's a lot of guys, I say guys, there are a lot of people who, when you really like put them under the hot lights, they don't want to put that work in. Mm-hmm. They really don't. They don't, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be going for coffee. I don't want to be, I, that's not what I signed up to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. You're right. But you'd put it in to get to the... Yeah, uh, well, you have to play the long game, like yeah. you said. You find the good parts, right? I mean, yeah. for mm-hmm. some people, the writing part is the good part. For some people, the uh, the other stuff, the hustle or yep. the networking or whatever it is, the pitching is the good part. So mm-hmm. you, you've got to find the stuff to take pleasure in. Hopefully it's the writing. <laughs> Hopefully it is the Do writing. you guys like the writing process, or is it awful for you? I fucking love it. Do you? Yeah, I mean, I, there are times when I'm like... I mean... The, the, there are times when I'm like, I mean, you guys. There's times you look, you go spend a day, and you're like, oh fuck, I'm not. Like I have a, I have a. There's a period like it's like it's almost like a, I have a late second act mm-hmm. where like I have an all is lost part and with every script where I tell my wife, it's it, it's it, it's over, it's over. I can't. Right. can't, can't there. Really what do you What do you do when you get to that point? I, my wife says you do this every time. Right, but that doesn't make it better. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'm like, no, this time, really, really. Exactly. And 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 um, no, you just you just drive the fuck on. You just yeah. keep yeah. going. And yeah. and um, yeah, I, I then there. I, the other thing I've had, and I don't know, you guys are because you guys are actors. So like for me. Acting looks like it's a black box. It, it looks like it looks like they're possessed or something. Like I don't really like. I'm sort of trying to figure that out. And and uh, so you write something and on the page. I'm like, this is fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy. Somebody's gonna win an Emmy with this fucking shit. And then you hear it in their mouths, and you're like, oh, God, yeah. What was I thinking? Like yeah. it doesn't. It's so different on the page. Sure. But then the is. vice versa is awesome. Yes. You know, the right. vice versa, Absolutely. when you think you wrote something that is shit, which if you're a neurotic writer like we are, is everything. <laughs> yeah. and, and then you hear it come out of an actor's mouth in a way that you're like, oh, that is yeah. just so awesome. God, or found something. Or yeah. when they do it better, which yeah. I always love. That's mostly and, what happens. Which is me. always <laughs> what happens. Yeah. You know, you're, in, you're sitting in an audition and you watch an actor bring something to it that you didn't. Awesome. And then you're like, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't remember where that started. Question wise, I don't but. either. <laughs> but we're doing great, you guys. Sure. No, listen, listen I mean, yeah, <laughs> we we do have to wrap up. Oh, um, great. I've really enjoyed. I, this I've is really awesome. Enjoyed. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was awesome. Awesome. I thought yeah, it was so, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. I think it's fine. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Listen, I'm just I'm fine. We've done. We. I think we've done better. I okay. Done all right. Better. Should we restart? Uh, <laughs> Should we start. This over? was practice. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we have not been rolling. Let's record. Yes. When does training day begin? When February second. Okay, Thursday, so I think it'll Thursday already be attack. on by the it'll time it'll already be out. on. Yeah, but guys, go check it out because it sounds insane. It is insane. <laughs> I, that I can promise you is that it's insane. Yeah, um, and you guys should know about all of your stuff. Fingers right? crossed. Next couple months. Next, yeah, yeah. Next week or two. This week or two, we'll That's hear right. about one or two, and then yeah, over the next month, we'll learn about the rest. That's so exciting. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what you are watching on television these days. What are you excited mm-hmm. by? What is inspiring to you? What are you talking about with each other, with your friends, with your rooms? What do you What do you guys want to recommend to listeners? You guys go. Yeah. Um, 
Man, I mean, I I don't know if I have anything to say that's outside of that's the okay. norm. Well, I hear uh, the same six yeah. shows. You know what exactly. I mean? Everybody's like, um, yeah. I mean, I I'm such a huge fan that I've watched the season twice, but and cannot wait for more uh, of Master of None. Like, I, I just <laughs> think that on a comedy level, Aziz, yeah. I, I, it's so just the truth of that show is so great. <laughs> Um, but that's kind of a dated reference in terms of the, the, the new hard thing is, coming out. Right? Yeah, the new season's <laughs> coming out, so I'm excited about that. The hard thing is, is that um, I don't watch TV for long periods of time, mm-hmm. and then I'll binge watch a lot yep. because uh, uh, finding which time, I think is what everyone yeah. does. You like now. Stranger Things? Oh, oh I mean, Jesus I watched Christ. I watched Stranger Things in one day. Yeah, I mean, I, did I, too. I, I, I watched, feel like we all did. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> the, I woke up at nine, hungover, saw the first episode, was like, I feel alive now, and then. <laughs> Ten hours later, I feel like I was like, "What just happened?" <laughs> I, I, was, I was the same way, and I was like, "I trying to remember what episode it was where I had that reaction where I was like, you motherfuckers.' Yeah, <laughs> I'm in for the day now. Yeah, yeah. What's Postmates up to? Like, yeah. You know? um, Stranger Things. I, I just, I mean, I just uh, binge watched Westworld, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was just in terms of like we were saying, building a world. Because yeah. uh, currently, one of the pilots we're writing is in a, a, a fantasy world. Yeah. So seeing how they established uh-huh. the rules. Whether you love that show or not, it's worth watching to watch how to build out the rules yeah. of a fantasy. For like, sure. That yeah. is a very fascinating show. I loved it, but I, I just yeah. think it's either way, there's a cool. lesson to be learned in that there's show. There's definitely things to be impressed by. Yeah. Anymore, for sure. <clears throat> on Fantasy Worlds, I'm really enjoying uh, Nick's storyline on The Bachelor. It's good storytelling. <laughs> just, just throwing it out there. Sure. I, I binge watch with my wife. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, I like uh, every. I get everything from my, with. Uh, otherwise, I'd be like watching fucking KDOC. Right? I'd be like watching fucking Rockford or some shit. You don't I, know I, how the remote works, yeah, do you? I do. No, I, right. do. I know the remote. I can do the DVD. I can do it. I. I, I um, but she turned me on a catastrophe. That's Somebody just was whole... like, "You need to watch." Oh, you haven't t- seen it? I haven't seen no. it. Any oh, well, it's, yeah. whatever you do, it's, there's two yeah. seasons. And like, yesterday, somebody amazing. told me to block out an entire day and watch it. I was like, yeah. "I will do that." That's especially like Carrie Fisher hours. and everything. Like, yeah, uh, it, wow. it's Carrie Fisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. get me started. But it's, yeah. it's a, it's maybe the funniest comedy. And it, wow, and it's also a lot of these comedies yeah. are not so funny. Sure, they're like guys like you guys. Where I'm like, there's a part of me that like when I hear about guys who can be in front and behind, like, I'm like, fuck yeah. you. Like, yeah. You were able to just know, have to have it all. That's huh? supposed to be for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're directing them, too. It's, it's yeah. frustrating. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I will definitely be watching. Yeah. That's worth it. it. Out. It's great. Thank you so much for being here. Thank, Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank will you come back and us. talk sometime? Of I feel course. like we scratched the surface. Yeah, we're good. Great. I love that. Thank you. that to all the girls. I do. Now leaving Nerdist.com.